Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. And once again, I am Martin, and I have with me the king of the casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. And Brett, we got a returning guest, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to this gentleman. That's right. Well, he is one of our favorite people. Uh, uh, amazing band, uh, of course, with Enough's Enough. But here he is talking about his new solo album, Perfectly Imperfect, which comes out March 18th. We have Chips Enough. Chip, welcome back to the show. Guys, thank you for the introduction. It feels well, good. Well, we are always happy to have you on the show because I know that, uh, number one, we're going to talk some great music, and number two, we're going to have a good a good time and a good laugh. So, you know, that's 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 what we're looking for on the show. So tell us right now, I know you, you talked about it a little bit before when we were talking about Hard Rock Night. Um, so now you got the solo album out. What, you know, what was kind of the impetus between putting the solo album out, especially so quickly after Hard Rock Night? Uh, the record company, uh, Frontiers, <laughs> they said they wanted another record and they wanted it immediately. And that's uh, pretty much what I had to do. Uh, listen, I didn't really want to put a solo record out. I have one already out in 2014. It was called Strange Time. And that's a great record, I think. A real stoner rock record. A lot of fun playing that. Geezer Butler's Kid Biff was on the record along with Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses, Robin Zander, and uh, Dale Basio from Missing Persons, amongst the great musicians that helped me you know, navigate that album. Uh, this solo record right here was just, I, I had no choice. I had songs. Record company wanted them. They said, well, how about giving us a solo record and a, two more Enough's Enough albums? So we gave him Hard Rock Night first. Now the solo record called Perfectly Imperfect, which coincidentally features uh, members of Cheap Trick and White Snake on this on this album as well. And then the new record, the new Enough's Enough, which we're we're just mixing right now. So that's three records, guys, in six months. No bands are putting <laughs> records out like that right now. No disrespect to them, but and the lineage that we're dealing with right now around the country, it's usually a band puts a record out once every two, three, four years. So uh, we've been very uh, prolific and it's you know, without sound unmodest. Uh, this neck, this new solo record is basically my love letter to the new generation. And it starts off with welcome to the party and it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a rock record at the end of the day. Uh, with some nice pop overtones and it's always been hard to categorize us. And uh, there's a reason why, because we have a lot of influences. Well, and you know, one of the things that I that I appreciate, and Martin and I were talking about it just before you got on, was was I mean, we were talking about the early '70s, where you would have at least you know a band would release four albums in two years and stuff like that, and also those albums we're talking about like thirty six to forty minutes long, which is such a great ideal length, and so nowadays you're doing that right now. That's true. Um, I'm living in the past. <laughs> you know, back in the 60s, you had bands like the Beatles putting records out or two a year. Uh, they're very uh, prolific writers. I'm not putting myself in that same shoe, but I will say that we're as, as a band right now and as an artist, I'm swimming in the same lake with most of the cats that are out there. Uh, I just want to make rock solid records. I'm not here to change the world. Uh, these songs... Uh, when you first write them, they're like little embryos and there's the beginning of a relationship. 
And I think that I've tried to capture uh, my message in a bottle on every single song here, uh, not only just through the music, but uh, lyrically as well. And, uh, you know, I made this record here in Blue Island, by the way, right here in my uh, home studio, which the cops call Chips Enough Studio. Uh, <laughs> I think that's nice. They come by here once in a while, not because there's a noise, noise ordinance or I'm making any uh, significant uh, problems for the neighborhood, uh, but they want to see it. They like the band. They like the music. So I think that's kind of special. And I make these records real comfortably right here, two-inch machine down in the basement. And I run a snake up to the first floor and I got all my pro tools gear and my, and my half inch machine. And uh, one of the bedrooms that I locked out from the studio, got a bunch of guitars and uh, I got Tony Fennell's, my guitar player from enough snuff. I got his Mesa boogie amp over here. Got an old Marshall that was modded by Eddie Van Halen's guy and a couple of night axes. And I just go about it every single day. I come up with ideas and I go right into the studio with my engineer, Rob Posen, who's a, mostly known as being a punk rock producer, but he's been, been producing his last three or four Enough Snuff albums. And we, we come up with some pretty good stuff in here. Not a lot of action happening over here when we're recording. It's kind of quiet. Uh, but there's, there's certainly extracurricular activities that happen dur <laughs> during the recording moments. And guys, that's what make those records great. Okay? <laughs> you got it. You got it. That's what makes rock and roll great, though. Extracurricular activities. Absolutely. You know, one of my, you mentioned that this is your message in a bottle is one of my favorite songs is uh, Heaven in a Bottle. Um, I guess that's one of the few that uh, had uh, not yourself writing it. It was Donnie, a Donnie Vi song. Is that correct? Yeah, we we, uh, we co-wrote that together a long, long time ago. Never put it on any records. It was a, I think it's a, a diamond in the rough. I was, I always loved the track. Our friends all loved it for one reason or another. It just escaped us when it came to putting records out. And I said, let's give this a go. But the first thing I did was I called Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick. Dax is real busy. Cheap Trick's got a lot of stuff going on. And he jumped in. He goes, send me as many songs as you want, bro. I'll play on every one of them. It's just really nice of him. And uh, it, it reminded him of Cheap Trick a little bit, too, he said, which I thought was a very kind uh, observation. Uh, at the end of the day, it's another rock and roll record. I, and I like anything that I can put out there with Donnie because – uh, it's another opportunity for us to get a, a sync license in a movie or a TV show or a soundtrack or something. And it'd be nice to see us get paid for once. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Getting paid is a good thing, especially when, when this is your career in that regard. But, uh, a couple of my other favorite tracks. One is uh, Three Way. I love Three Way. Mm, That's a good absolutely. rock song. That is a great song. Really catchy. Well, I, thank you. I'm, I'm certainly not politically correct. Uh, <laughs> that's the song that is pretty self-explanatory. The great thing about that track is, you know, it harkens back to the old uh, Beatles uh, back in the USSR type of vibe, you know, back in the White Album. Uh, but I had Joel Holstra from White Snake Trans-Siberian Orchestra playing on that record. And, uh, boy, some fantastic guitar playing and it's just the guy is just a real champion if i couldn't get slash on guitar that's the next guy i would get those two are my go-to guys when it comes to making records and uh he nailed it pulled out the les paul a couple of takes uh wonderful guitar player and uh, a great friend as well he's got a new solo record out you can check his, his stuff out it's pretty good actually uh 
He's uh, uh, he's from the old school. He might be playing heavy guitars, but he loves Beatles. He loves Queen. He loves all that all the English stuff, and so do I. Oh yeah, yeah. Joel is a, a great guy and a fantastic player. I mean, just his range is incredible. Yeah, he just says a miss. I love them and share. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> I know. I thought I know. he played it's... great. In that. And when he heard the songs, the first thing he said was, "These are great tunes, bro. I'll do a whole record if you need me to." So that was. Very kind to him. I just did the ship with him, as a matter of fact. We just did the Montserrat cruise with Alice Cooper. 3,000 drunken, salty dogs on a boat for five days. That was a great time, by the way. And his band was fantastic. He'd get up at 10 o'clock in the morning. He'd be down on the ship uh, at, on the, um, at the bow uh, playing all these songs. And I don't know how he does it because he's drinking like a fish during the daytime. And then in the morning, he'd be getting up. I don't know. You know he's Pretty pretty tough guy right there. Uh, but no, having him play on the record's fantastic. Three-way, uh, if you like songs that are uh, politically incorrect, there's one for you right there. Uh, it's just, uh, I walk on my way through a little fictitious story of me hanging out with uh, our superiors, which is beautiful trim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's a great, that's a great line. That's a great lie. <laughs> and then, you know, and what made you, uh, what made you decide to go with Honolulu Boogie? I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite Mott songs for sure. I've always been a huge Mott Duple fan. I, I, I love Ian Hunter. Big over and Watts fan too. A great bass player. Uh, and most people knew Mott Duple from when David Bowie brought him a song in the old days called All the Young Dudes. Went to his house on acoustic guitar and showed him the song. And they turned it into a smash hit. And then, of course, uh, we also know Mata Hoopla as the band that introduced Queen to the world, took them on their very first tour. I was, I, I'm living here in Blue Island's house I'm living in right now is where Stadler lived for about a month, a little over a month here in Blue Island, Illinois. And uh, we were recording. I would be producing bands all the time. And I had Steven playing the drums before the sessions would start play me drum beats and work on songs. I probably have two albums with the material at least with him playing drums. I'm, I'm very blessed because he's got his own swing and timber. As soon as you hear it, you go, oh, that's Adler playing drums. And uh, I had him playing in the studio and we didn't, he didn't play the track actually. He just uh, played a beat for me that I asked him to play. And then I just took it and I, I, I wound my song around that, which is Honolulu Boogie. Uh, but Adler is uh, one of those kind of guys that, uh, you can sample his drums. It's fantastic. And everything was done, by, by the way, at their studio here years ago on two inch. And when I was trying to keep him away from trouble, i.e. Uh, extracurricular activities, uh, substance problems, he was cleaning himself up. He did a pretty good job over here for a little while. Uh, most of the bands would come in here and they'd hang out. And it was uh, really therapeutic for him to see how many people he touched and how many uh, musicians loved him. And uh, at the end of the day, we ended up recording about, uh, we had, I think, seven finished songs. And then we went to a movie premiere. There was a movie that was out called Sugar Box. And we went to the movie premiere, Stephen and I. And uh, the song, one of the songs came on. And it was called Tonight We Met, Now We're Gonna Fuck. We had Dale <laughs> Basio from Missing Persons playing on it, uh, singing on it with me. Because so I, I needed a girl on there, otherwise it was a creepy song. I needed that girl's voice. And Steve was playing drums, and we used a, a sample from Slash uh, for the guitar solo. And uh, we're watching the movie. He goes, Chippy, who is that band? I said, 
That's you, you jag off. He knew it was that good. He knew that he knew it was uh, good, but he was surprised. And of course, he laughed when he found out it was us. Uh, but he played a bunch of tracks on that record. If anybody wants to hear that, it's called "Strange Time," and it's on uh, Cleopatra Records. Fifteen songs. Uh, but this record, I cut it down. The label Frontiers, very kind to me. They said, uh, "Give us a ten-song record," and that's exactly what I did. And I'm already in the studio. I'm just, I'm, we're just starting to mix the brand new Enough's Enough record that'll be released in August or September of this year too, guys. So, uh, call me anything but lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You definitely aren't lazy. Now, I mean, when it comes down to playing shows, I mean, we know, like you say, you, you're you're playing some stuff in Chicago area uh, tonight, even. But I mean, doing the Monsters of Rock cruise, like, do you wind up talking to people and on there and kind of hooking up things for songs? Do you get ideas from being on the Monsters of Rock cruise? Sure you do. The guy that puts it all together, his name's Larry Moran. Uh, he's a fabulous promoter. He's a big fan of all the bands. He lives his life vicariously through the bands. He's not a singer. doesn't have long hair. He's not uh, a plays drums or doesn't play guitar uh, that I know of, but he certainly knows how to put together a celebration and a big party. And he's the guy that uh, is the catalyst to all that Monsters of Rock stuff that you get outside of my radio station that I'm on every day, which is called Monsters of Rock as well. Uh, you always get inspiration from everybody you're around. I, I've said in a million interviews, whether it's a metaphor somebody uses, a lipstick on a acid, joint burning in the ashtray, something triggers something all the time. That's how songs come about. And uh, Monsters of Rock is no exception. It's 3,000 fans on that boat. And the common denominator is let's hear rock and roll, heavy metal all day and all night in five or six stages. You get all these bands playing together on one stage. It's Alice Cooper. Another stage, it's Winger. Another stage, it's Slaughter. Yeah, enough's enough. And you get all the other bands, the Faster Pussycats and the Tokyo Motor Fists. And it's really a great celebration, folks. Uh, anybody wants to go see a good concert, five days where you're in the sun on a boat. Everybody's drinking and partying. You stop off at Coco Cay. Perhaps you might over go to Cosmo, Mexico, or another another part of the country. The boat pulls over. You get off. You can see their country for five, six, seven hours. Get back on the boat. Watch your concerts and shows. Uh, it's the ultimate for a rock concert. And that's why these ship cruises are huge now. Everybody wants to get away on vacation. They want to go see their favorite band. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, well, we actually intend to go next year, so so we're looking forward to that. But, well, I uh, hope that we're on it next year. I haven't heard anything yet, but I know that they're booking 2023 right now. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, and 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 what a huge thing it is. But like you say, I mean, with with all these cruises that go on, I mean, and it, I think it's fantastic for the music industry I, because I don't know what the club scene is like in Chicago, but I mean, but I think we've heard from other places that the club scene's not necessarily the greatest. So I think having cruises kind of opens up a lot more. Well, it's picking up now. Believe me, this summer will be the wild, wild west when it comes to touring. You got Tom Key for L.A. Guns and Faster Pussycat going out doing a club tour. Greta Van Fleet just announced 42 dates. The Jewish Priest is going out as well. Uh, Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick doing a thing together, consolidating, getting, doing stadiums and arenas. Uh, you got the stadium tour with Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts and Classes Act. Black Crows are going out this year again. 
Uh, Ace Freely's out with Alice Cooper. The list goes on and on. It's all, it, 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 the clubs are happening, and so are the the big the bigger venues as well. Fans have spoken. We've waited long enough. We've been handcuffed too long. It's time to open it up and celebrate. And I think that's what's happening this year. Uh, Slash was just in town yesterday playing the Riviera Theater. Fantastic show. Uh, the clubs and the theaters are doing great too. People want to see shows. And they can't all afford to go to the stadium shows. They're pretty expensive to go see a ticket. You want to see Elton John or Paul McCartney or Rolling Stones. Those are real high-end tickets. But you can go see your favorite MTV bands from the past. And you pay a pittance of that. And you still you get closer to the bands. And it's uh, I think it's real special. Uh, you're not going to see any concerts uh, not flourishing this year because we've waited long enough. Uh, and the fans have spoken. They want to hear rock and roll and heavy metal. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, and it's just, it's so great because like you say, I mean, we've missed music and, and it must be good for you, you especially personally to be, to know that the desire is going to be there and you should be able to get yourself on some really good bills and kind of, and hopefully you can find yourself a nice, really a nice tour. Yeah. I think we got something coming up. We have this, uh, we're in a, this new, it's a TV show slash uh, maybe it's a movie. I, I like to call it a series. It's called Peacemaker. It's, it's, it's massive right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're playing a lot of the stuff from the eighties and nineties. You know, the, the director's got a great sense of humor over there. That's for sure. And I love it beyond belief. And, uh, they've got a couple enough enough songs in, uh, in this, uh, this new Peacemaker series. Uh, along with a bunch of bands that are out on tour this year. And I, I think we're going out on a glam slam metal jam tour, which starts in June with uh, pretty boy Floyd enough's enough and the midnight devils. And there'll be another band on there as well. And my buddies over at live nation tell me that the wave of the future is consolidation, getting three, four bands together, bring, give the people a bang for their buck. So yeah, there'll be some touring going on. There's a really great one that we have in September. That's coming up that with uh, Nashville pussy. Oh, and wow. uh, Wigwam, and I think maybe Hardcore Superstars might be on that one, too. Oh, nice. And that'll be massive because it'll take us right into the end of the year, which we're going to take the show over the road and perhaps come over to Canada. Maybe we can do Toronto and Ottawa, maybe a Vancouver date. Love to come to Calgary. Uh, and then we go over to Europe, and uh, that's going to be a good three-week run as well. And we'll be celebrating three records in one year. Uh, playing material off all those records. So I can't play all my solo stuff, obviously. It would be a disnomaly, but perhaps uh, playing stuff off the uh, Hard Rock Night record, the Beatle record, would be great. And then maybe some a song or two off the new Enough Snuff album, along with uh, your hits that we play every night, the new thing, Fly Michelle, Baby Loves You, etc. Uh, maybe some stuff off Diamond Boy, too. We'll try to mix it up as best we can for the fans. Sometimes you got to play some of the songs because it's important. That's how the people, they know you from those tunes, but I certainly like to throw new ones in the set every once in a while. And uh, I think you're going to get, it'll be a nice little potpourri of, uh, of our catalog on this next tour. Did you play? So, so when you were on the monsters of rock cruise, did you play stuff from this album here? Uh, no, I played stuff off our, our catalog along with uh, three or four songs off the hard rock night record that just came out late November. And the fans love that. As a matter of fact, Larry Moran, he wanted all Beatles songs. He loves that album. Uh, but we just, we said, we'll give you, we'll give you half. Okay. We'll mix it up for you. And all the bands came out there. Cats, like I said, Alice Cooper and 
Winger, and London Choir Boys, and they all got up on some faster pussycat. They all got up on stage and sat in with us and played. We did a few Beatles songs, and uh, the fans actually loved that beyond belief. You know, here I'm back in the USSR or um, Cold Turkey, uh, Magical Mystery Tour, Eleanor Rigby done like a hard rock band. It's very special, especially on that boat. They recognize the songs. I love having them in the set. It's a real celebration. <laughs> well, and it must no, be so great. Oh, go ahead, Mom. Yeah, no, I was just thinking almost pretty much all those bands you mentioned. I mean, they're all in that Peacemaker soundtrack. I mean, I, I like that show. I'm, it's good to hear that that thing has uh, helped actually create some, uh, some buzz or created some higher visibility for the music. It certainly does. It's a motivating factor for all of us. And it really uh, it helps elevate our perception to be on something that's successful. A lot of bands have suffered for a long time. So uh, kudos to those cats over at uh, Peacemaker for adding our material in there. I hope they play some uh, newer enough stuff in there as well, because it's just as good. Uh, in the meantime, there's a lot of bands out there that are getting a lot of love, and I'm sure they're all respecting where it's coming from. Uh, and that Peacemaker tour, by the way, with uh, Nashville Pussy starts in September. Nice. Awesome. Nice. I, I love Nashville Pussy, and they are awesome to talk to. I mean, just, you know, seriously fun to be around, and they, they, know, their, uh, they know their movies, that's for sure. It's a great name for a band, that's for sure. That, uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of good band names out there right now that uh, I wish I would have stole a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Nashville Pussy is one of the top ones. What's that? Uh, there's another one, uh, Thunder Pussy. Like, oh, yeah, like Alabama Thunderpussy, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're Alabama Thunderpussy. That's good. That's a pretty good <laughs> name as well. Absolutely. It sounds like uh, even though you're putting out three albums in a year, and of course, one of them is, you know, Beatles songs, but uh, it sounds like you're not even close to all the songs that you have lying around, but you have a ton more. Like, how many songs have you got that you could put on an album? Well, I know we have about 300 songs on Spotify. Uh, which is quite a lot. And if you take the box that we just released, which is called uh, Demos and Rarities, it's on Cleopatra. It's, it's a four-album box set of 40 songs. Uh, we have about 24 albums out right now, guys. The, the wow. solo record will be my 25th record. Next and Ups and Up album will be 26. It's a lot of material right there. And this day and age, it's just not going to find bands anymore that do that. Uh, I see all the groups selling their songs right now. I'd love to find a guy that goes, hey, you know what? I love the Enough Snuff catalog. I manage 10 bands. I can, I can set them up for a rest of material. Uh, let me get it. I'm interested. Uh, there, there's my pitch. Uh, you want some great pop rock songs? We've got over 300 of them in the vault, probably here where I'm talking to you from, which is in my crib in Blue Island, Illinois. I bet you I have another three albums with the material still unreleased. Uh, early stuff that we did with Alex Kane from Life, Sex, and Death when he was first in the band. And then some other demos, too, that I just didn't put out there. I saved a few little nuggets for perhaps the future. I want to get them all out there, though. That's what the songs are about. I see other bands putting their demos out. As long as they're solid, uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't share them with the fans. You know, initially, we think that we thought that they perhaps weren't strong enough as the material that we were putting on the records. But now looking back in hindsight, uh, I think we have a nice catalog and discography of great pop rock songs that I'd, I'd love to share and I we'll see what happens in the future, but got a lot of material still, bro. I really do. A lot of you haven't heard. Nice. Well, and, and that's one of the things too, is that as fans, I know that we always are interested in hearing more and there's nothing wrong with 
hearing the demos and stuff like that, like you say, as long as they're solid and, and, you know, generally well produced, because then at least you get the chance to enjoy more music from you. Absolutely. And uh, listen, I don't, don't, I don't want to be mistaken. I, you know, putting the demos out is it's it's good and it cleanses your soul. Uh, But I, I prefer to have new music and new songs every single year. Uh, And that's what moves me and propels me forward and help move the needle with our career. I want the best material. You don't know when you're going to run into that right guy that for that movie, that soundtrack, that Disney cat that goes, Hey man, I want this for my next movie. Or another artist out there goes, wow, I love this song. My band can do it just as well. Uh, can we have permission? That's what it's all about at the end of the day. To get permission for that Beatle record, that was quite challenging because, you know, Paul and Ringo had their sign off on that. So um, that was really good for our ego uh, to get a chance to put those songs out. And of course, they're going to get paid for them. Uh, but they knew that we'd pay respect to them in the right way. And, and mark my words, this new Enough's Enough Hard Rock Night record is uh, not a, we're not a cover band. We're not a tribute band. It's a reinterpretation of Beatles songs through our eyes. You know, the Beatles played through Mesa Boogie amplifiers and SVTs and big drums. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And uh, we, and also we went over to Stonecutter Studio down here in Chicago on the north side with a guy named Chris Steinmans who worked with Ozzy and Kiss and did a lot of earlier records and he was really smart. He knew all about the analog tricks and he mixed it all up and tweaked it up for us and made the record sound uh, like it very presentable. Uh, and a shout out of course, to my uh, other producers, uh, Rob Posen and, and Tony Fennell, who did a fabulous job too at their studios. Now I know we're, we're running out of time with you, but, uh, but do you like like the analog versus digital sound? Do you just find that that analog sound is what you go for? Certainly, certainly do love it. It's, you know, it really exposes all those scars and tattoos of what you're trying to do. You really have to watch yourself. You have to play well. Pro Tools, if you're just going to make Pro Tools records, you can do that much quicker, I'm sure. Uh, but everything goes over to a digital domain anyway after you're, when you start mastering the record. So if I could tr- track bass and drums, analog, uh, I feel pretty good about that. It sounds warm. It's punchy. It's powerful. You get the great performances. You hear every little bell and whistle that needs to be heard on rock records. And uh, and then from there, I, I'm fine with uh, taking over to a digital domain. Well, we're going to have to uh, give you a chance now to promote your stuff because, uh, you know, you deserve it. We want everybody to hear it. But we also want to take the time to thank you very much. We hope you are on the Monsters of Rock next year because we want to shake your hand and thank you for all the inspiration you've given us. I mean, fans like Enough is Enough are, are part of the reason why we launched this show a decade ago. Part of the reason why we've written a graphic novels, 200 pages, loving those bands, you know, and Part of the reason, you know, your band has meant so much to us. So uh, thank you so much. Please promote yourself. I appreciate you. Thank you for your kind words. You you guys are both gentlemen and scholars. Uh, You can check us out at enoughsenough.com, E-N-U-F-F-Z-N-U-F-F.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Also on Chips Enough is on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, I'm also on the Dash Radio Network. Anybody just download the app, dashradio.com. Download the app. It's satellite radio at its finest it's like sirius xm uh, 150 something stations i'm on channel 502 monsters of rock and uh, i play nothing but hard rock and heavy metal 24 7 365 days of the year it's a through z the whole alphabet of rock 
rock and roll. Okay. You know, it's really a strong station, not necessarily because I'm on there because we have other <laughs> DJs that are just as good, if not better. Uh, but Rudy Sarzo has got the program as well as uh, Harlan and uh, uh, Carrie Stevens, the old playboy playmate. Boy, she's easy on the eyes. And uh, uh, yeah, Claudia Comedy, she's also on there too. She's fantastic. Um, so you can check me out, dashradio.com, or uh, uh, you look at the Enough Snuff albums that are coming out. Uh, we got Brain, obviously, Brainwash Generation came out in July. In November, we had Hard Rock Night, the Beatle record, all Beatles songs folk from 1967 through 70. Uh, Lennon stuff, McCartney stuff, it's solid as a rock. One of my favorite things I've ever done. The new album, the new Enough Snuff comes out, or the new, I should say, the new Chips Enough record comes out in two weeks, and it's called Perfectly Imperfect. It's on Frontiers Records. The first single is Welcome to the Party. There's a video right now on YouTube. You can check it out. And then uh, the brand new Enough's Enough comes out uh, sometime at, uh, in uh, September, it looks like. Uh, maybe August, September of uh, 2022. I don't know what the title of it's going to be yet. Another great record, I believe, though. Solid. Shows a different side. A little bit of prog rock in the next one. This is surprising. Oh, nice. um, and if you want to check us out on tour, uh, like I said, go to enoughsenough.com. The next tour is in June. And it's called the Glam Slam Metal Jam Tour, Us, Enough's Enough, along with Pretty Boy Floyd and the Midnight Devils on Pavement Records. So hopefully we'll be able to take it off to Canada and see you cats out there. In the meantime, I wish you all well. A shout out to our first responders, our military, our doctors, our police, uh, the truck drivers out there who get our food every single day. And let's not forget the local drug dealer across the street from 7-Eleven. Very important to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chip. All right. Peace. <laughs> See you Thank later. You. We will talk to you soon. <laughs> 